0: Hey there, Stephen, this is Eniash Hey, Eniash, this is Stephen. All right, we are back, and we are doing our first movie ever. This is the first time I've seen a movie, so I'm excited. <laughs> this this feels really weird for me, not only because we're out of practice, but also because, like, I don't know, it, it feels different talking about a movie where I don't have literal things I pulled out of the text and pasted in front of me, you know? I just, I watched a movie, and I wrote down some notes, and it's, it's a di- very different thing. Yeah. At least to me, it feels that way. No, I felt the same way. I mean, so when I was watching
1: it, I did like an ordinary watching experience and I thought like five minutes in, I was like, oh, I should try and take notes because I feel like I'm going to want to remember like specific things. And I pulled up my phone and started writing and then I was like, wait, I'm going to miss stuff if I try to mm-hmm. do it this way. I'm going to, I'll just, I'll just remember everything. And then <laughs> I feel like I remembered most stuff, but I, if you rent it from Amazon, you have it for 48 hours. So I still had a few, uh, through the end of today, basically. So cool. I had it playing on in the background and I went and zoomed in on a couple little things that like I wanted to double, like get another look at when we were watching it the mm-hmm. first time. Like mm-hmm. when he's looking through his wedding album,
0: he, oh, and he, he he's, pulls he's out the like crossing the fingers Exactly.
1: So I missed it the first time. I couldn't tell what he saw. So I went back and found that out and stuff. But yeah, man, Truman Show. I can't remember if he said this on the air or not, but you had said for me to watch it with the, the theme slash idea
0: of uh, fall
1: from grace.
0: Yes. In the back of my mind the uh, the expulsion of adam and Eve from the garden of eden yeah and i'll i'll be honest with you
1: i have i didn't make any connection to any of that oh okay but uh i look forward to seeing i i guess okay if i had to make the the connection now once he has the knowledge Mm -hmm. then he's he basically can't live there anymore
0: yes is that the is that what you're talking about well i mean there's a lot of things. Once I made that connection personally, I went back and watched it again and was like, oh my God, it's everywhere. And you know, I don't know if it's actually everywhere, or I'm just seeing things. But like the really big thing is that uh Truman is he's innocent, right? First of all. He is unsullied by sin. He hasn't done any bad things ever. He's just a good person, a, a true man, right? In his unsullied state of grace at first creation and he lives in a perfect world where there is no crime, there is no sin. Uh, everything is basically set out for him just to have a good life. And he doesn't have to worry. It's a garden, right? It's a controlled world. There is no actual I don't know what I'm trying to say. You're like danger. There's no interaction. He's he's in a kindergarten being watched over by a parent, by a God figure. There's no real and, life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he is given the knowledge that there is a broader world out there that is dangerous and can be awful but is not being controlled for you by a god and uh he goes out into it and that's the the story of adam and eve originally being perfect unsullied innocent creatures discovering the knowledge of good and evil and then not being able to stay in the perfect garden where their lives would be easy and safe yeah no i
1: i I can totally take the parallels i think There's a couple important distinctions in that, like, he chooses to leave. Yes. Whereas I think Adam and Eve got the boot. Right. And because God made the garden, if he wanted to, he could make it nice and meaningful somehow. Like, there's an element to the Garden of Eden that is less mm, sinister than the island. What is the place that Truman lives called? That's a good question. I I don't remember now the... Eh, we can call it the island. It's islandy enough that they went out of their way, and I caught this... When he's trying to flee, this is out of order, but whatever. He's not even, he doesn't even like driving over water. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's why they killed his dad at sea? How fucked. And then they confirmed <laughs> yes. that later. Like that was the whole point. So uh, it's it's islandy enough to where that, that was an impediment for him. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, do we want to just
0: jump in or? Well, I guess the thing that uh, I started out with is the little pre-roll uh, where they're interviewing some of the cast members. And his friend very specifically is insisting it's not fake. It's real and controlled, which I, I think goes into the garden metaphor. The thing that I really liked is like they, they have some of that pre roll where the people are talking about the show, and then a minute, two minutes in, you just bam, get the inciting incident right away where a, a light falls out of the <laughs> sky. I had forgotten that it just starts right right off the bat like that and that movies used to do that they were you know not two and a half three hour monstrosities they were like (laughs) all right here's the world boom things have started inciting incident in minute two
1: yeah it was a it was a tight whatever hour and 50 or hour and 40 minutes or something Um, Mm -hmm. so i knew the premise of the show and i had this vague image in my head of him on a boat my image didn't line up with what was actually in the movie but it was close enough that it must have been inspired from that in maybe the late 90s or early 2000s right
0: Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, 1998
1: that's right but i so i don't know I, I like i never saw the movie before but i must have seen something that showed me the boat and then forgot every detail of it but then so like i was i meant to watch it today check out the trailer from the 90s and see if it said I, it must have been like this man's life is a tv show because it's that's not really that's not like it's supposed to be a surprise it's it's literally the first thing the movie tells you yeah so you know it's different than like whatever the terminator 2 trailer telling us that arnold's the good guy in this one (laughs) right which which would have been cool not knowing going in right Um, yeah so yeah it does the kind of like outside view and then it it goes into the world and i'm pretty sure it would be weird to have any exceptions but some of the angles are weird but was every angle we got inside the island a hidden camera i don't think so i think 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 a lot of them were just regular really it could be you know, because a lot of them were from weird angles and stuff, right? Yeah. You know, clearly, like, the, the neighbor's holding up his trash can that has the giant obvious camera in it. <laughs> um, yes. The, I think the dog's collar had one. All of his clothes seemed to be covered in them. Yeah. Like, I guess it did tons of cameras. And I didn't spot any that was like, oh, that can't have been. Like, even, like, where it zooms out on the the light that falls from the sky in the beginning, like, the, st- the streetlights might have cameras in them. Yeah. I thought this whole thing was going to be kind of like a found footage. Uh, oh okay but you know not found you know just compiled it was funny because they did like that cutaway to um scully from brooklyn Nine 99 mm-hmm. and it was the first out of island camera shot that i would like was definitely oh this isn't a hidden camera mm-hmm. and it's like oh yeah this is the tv show that people are watching like it's not just showing us like you know it wasn't clear what the context was up until that point you know we got the director like the man in black from uh westworld
0: oh yeah yeah
1: he so he's telling us like oh yeah it's art it, we got it because it's true and it's not acting or whatever but like it wasn't clear f- for me at the time like was was the truman show a project that they did was it whatever but no it's a live show that everyone's yeah. watching right that and, is
0: pretty cool yeah when you get first that do you remember when that's
1: first established yeah when it when it uh it cuts away to scully um yeah but like how, how far in was that was that like 15 20 minutes in 15 20 ish yeah it was he and his wife are making out or something and then he's like a security guard, okay. like another guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, they always, you know, cut away or play music or blur it or whatever. Right. And that's, yeah. that's all they say. It's like two seconds. But it's just reminding us like, oh, yeah, people are watching this.
0: Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to draw some religious parallels again because I just really like them. Do you mind if I do that? Yes. But I have something that might be in order. And it's
1: vaguely okay. religious because it's in Latin. My wife noticed the, the Latin letters on like the arch. It's like right in the beginning. That he's okay. standing in front of when he's, it might be when it's going to the dock or something, like, you know, first 10 minutes. Uh-huh. But she's like, because he can't see all of it, but she's like, it looks like it says one, all for one and one for all. And it does. It, yeah. It's Unus Pro Omnibus Omnis Pro Uno. Um, yeah. And, and the one in this case being Truman. Totally. Yeah. And like, there are people wearing shirts, like in the, at the, whatever, on the director's yes. set that yeah. are like, you know, save him or whatever
0: love Love him him. protect him that's what it was yeah which is that not the most this is what you would want angels to to think their their mindset to be like isn't that also kind of like what you're sold as this is what god does he loves you and he protects you yeah i mean i think you've got to be right like
1: it would have been more direct if they'd thrown an apple in the movie somewhere or something right um I
0: mean so it, it doesn't like, have to be I like crazy
1: heavy-handed with it but he could have had one on the table or some you know whatever like that could have been one like in a basket on the counter maybe there was you know when he's sitting there mulling things over like is this all real or something um yeah. doesn't have to draw attention to it center frame but you're right like all the religious parallels are really really
0: spot on to the point where there's no way this is unintentional I mean I thought I was worried I don't know not worried I kind of like this because I am not a subtle boy I like my things to be pretty blatant. Like, maybe not absolutely in-your-face blatant, but, I mean, Truman is named True Man. Uh, <laughs> the director is named Christoph, which is like, Christ, okay, got it. He lives in the heavens. He talks to Truman at the end as a voice in the sky coming out of the sun. Right. I mean, I was like, okay, this is not just me. This is absolutely blatantly a, a God thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they definitely couldn't have... Uh... Like, other than Truman being like, God, is that you? Um, right. Then, which it's not clear if there's religious stuff in his little environment. Like, I put together, like, a thing in my quick notes today called uh, haters would nitpick slash things cinema sins would count but aren't real problems. And mm-hmm. uh, one of them is, to, like, uh, so you remember, I think it was, like, the first sunset we see. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the skyscape is impossible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's so blatantly impossible that, like, I noticed it right away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did they not teach him the solar system? But who cares? Like, that's yeah. that's not actually a problem, um, right? But I mentioned if that this be- is the
0: sky he's seen his entire life. Then that's just what he accepts, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. If anyone's complaint about this movie is like, well, why is he never found a camera? They're fucking everywhere. Or why was everything working fine for thirty years? Then everything falls apart in like the same two days. Right, And like those aren't real problems like with the movie, Mm -hmm. right? I think the movie is actually like a masterpiece. Yeah. Like there are so many, I caught so many little details and even I caught a bunch on the first time because we know what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's allowed to be subtle um, Mm -hmm. and it's allowed to be kind of like loud to us. But like he goes to the travel agency, right? Yes. And that woman comes in and she's got a napkin tucked into her shirt. And I thought that she's coming from lunch. And then I'm like, no, wait, she just came from makeup. Because there's never anyone in the travel office building because no one actually oh. works there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Like little uh-huh. things like that. And everything, every detail is like that. It's crazy. That's awesome. I I, I hadn't caught that. All right. Well, uh, I, I cut ahead of your. Uh, You're going to say some religious stuff.
0: <laughs> well, I mean this this kind of relates to what you were saying. Like, how did things go so wrong? Like, they all started going wrong at the same time. I think for the most part, things probably had had gone wrong every now and then and he just hadn't really paid much attention to them but then like a few things went wrong all back to back and that's what really drew his attention Uh, which maybe is not entirely plausible but generally in stories you're allowed a big coincidence or some unplausible thing at the beginning to start the story off it's right it's something happens that does not normally happen which throws the world out of kilter and is the inciting incident starts stuff weird and uh sure those are always unlikely and that's why we get stories about them because they draw our attention that's yeah you're right that's literally every story right
1: (laughs) right you know the the apocalypse demon can't show up before uther gets there yeah you know like the 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 ring or sauron can't go hunting for the ring until like people know it's a problem Mm -hmm. you know otherwise like it'd be a very short book Yes, uh, these, these terrible writers in black showed up and killed everybody and took this ring out of this hobbit's house and left <laughs> yeah, the end. Right. In fact, there was a great line by the director, and I wish I'd gotten there again when I was watching it today. So I think it was when he was giving the interview. Or maybe he was talking. Oh, maybe I, when he was talking I, to the chick on the phone. Did you pull this
0: quote directly? I did pull the quote. quote. He says, we accept the reality of the world we're presented.
1: Ah, see, I, I remembered it as no one questions the reality when they when they don't have reason to.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, same Which, same basic concept, right? Yeah, yeah. So we, like, we accept the reality that we're you? presented with. Yeah. I just accept that things fall down because, duh. Well,
1: and like, you know, if, if you saw something that you thought didn't make sense, mm-hmm. you know, and you did a double take and it was gone, would you be like, aha, I saw the glitch in the matrix? You're like, oh, that was weird.
0: And then totally forget about it. <laughs> Probably the latter. Although I do have more to say about that. Uh, all right. So I'm going back to the the beginning here where the things that broke him out of accepting his reality. And I kind of saw a... What I considered a theme, but again, I might be looking too hard for this. The very first thing that happens is a star falls out of the sky, right? (laughs) Like biblical proportion kind of event. And also kind of made me think of like Lucifer falling from the heavens uh down to earth. And uh I, I know that it's not the right chronology. That doesn't happen until after uh in the Bible, but and also the the morning star is Venus. It's not an actual star. But you know, having a star fall out of the sky, I think, is kind of kind of setting things up for what's going to happen. But then, like, if the second sign that he gets is the heavens break open and pour water forth upon him personally, right? And then it follows him around for a bit, which, again, the celestial order breaking down. Okay, I guess the, the radio one also counts because that is hearing the voices that are carried on the <laughs> in the ethereal realm you know
1: or what supernatural calls angel radio
0: exactly yeah. <laughs> right and, and but then like the big thing that really throws everything out for him is that uh, his father returns from the dead which you just you can't get much more biblical than literally having someone come back from the dead right i mean oh okay i was gonna say other than walking on water but he does that Yes, he does that at the end. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Yeah,
1: okay. And you know, if you think about it, the star falling out of the sky, that fits with the apple iconography with, you know, the apocryphal tale of Newton being struck by a falling apple.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I mean, I have to really squint for that one.
0: But if I'm <laughs> looking for
1: an apple, that might be it. Like, it almost literally hit him in the head and made him start theorizing about this stuff. Yeah. Um, or maybe a sky- you know, the skylight of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah, exactly. I, if, under the, the Greek translation um <laughs> yes so do you remember when he goes into the elevator and he sees all that stuff right uh-huh i think that was after the radio i believe so Yes. yeah because then he turns around because like the the those old twins push him up against the product placement again uh-huh. and then he goes into the office and he just turns around it's playing like this kind of like upbeat
0: whimsical music i and i thought it was playing hero music yeah a bit because that was that was when he starts like rushing into other buildings and he walks out into the street and holds up his hands yeah. and like he's starting to do reality testing at that point and that's when we get the hero music playing isn't that cool and i thought it was wonderful yeah well the
1: song stuck with me and i nominated it for this episode's intro and outro music um so when i was watching it again today i put up i pulled up a what do you call it shazam on my phone mm. and it's called anthem part two by philip glass and I recognize that cool. name because he did the, um, some nerd's going to call me out on this, some awesome nerd who knows more than I do. He did a Dr. Manhattan theme song from uh-huh. uh, the Watchmen movie. Yeah. Also called what, Pruitt, I-, I don't know, it's probably Greek or Latin or something. Um, but it, it, they took it for uh, the newest season of Stranger Things too. For a very Dr. Manhattan-y moment and character. Kind of a total ripoff. Um, but. Anyway, it, because I, I love that song, Dr. And if you don't remember the scene, the scene where Dr. Manhattan's giving his backstory. Okay. It's got this epic music to it. Um, same director and, or same musician. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I guess I, I pulled that out because uh, the, the music could have been ominous and dark, but like I said, it was, and heroic is a good way to put it too. But I don't know. I was proud of myself for like recognizing, like, that sounds like I shouldn't, you know, I'm kind of familiar with this. And I was because I knew the the composer. Um, yeah. But anyway, the uh, – yeah. Oh, yeah. Then he goes in and he's talking to his friend, right? Mm-hmm. And this is, again, one of those hundred little details. When Truman's looking away, he pulls chocolate back out of the, I noticed the machine that too. so that he can keep stalking and keep him there talking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, again, that's like another, uh, you know, hater nitpick. But there's no way there's only 5,000 cameras, right? They, there's they, probably a lot more. There, There has to be probably 10 times that many yeah. There are like half a dozen on a boat
0: that they have no reason to think he would ever go near right you know so there, there's cameras inside a vending machine in a store that he probably goes into maybe three four times a year yeah again not not complaining i just this was like another thing i'm like there's got to be more than that um
1: mm-hmm. but anyway uh the well, i guess i was gonna bring up the time the 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 chat with his friend later but i'm for taking this anything like chronological I'll get there later Um,
0: uh, is this the chat with his friend where his dad shows up?
1: Yeah. I think it's around this time, isn't it? Um, well, so like we, we, there's a whole part where like, you know, so he's like, Hey, I think I'm onto something. And then Mm -hmm. he goes home and I think, is this before after the flashback? I think it's, I think it's before. I think he goes home after this weird day in flashbacks. I think the flashback came before that. Maybe it was right around there. Well, I I think I just remember like there was a long, there was a whole day. In between mm-hmm. and including, I think where like he tries to leave and he abducts his wife and everything, right? Yes, that all that... happens before he talks to his friend at night. Uh, the second time, the first time when they're golfing uh, is earlier on. You're right. Um,
0: okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, when so, when his dad
1: shows up, that's like I think you know twenty minutes before the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: No, twenty minutes. Well, it's it's right before he goes missing and ends up on the boat and stuff.
0: So yeah, however, that's true. however
1: long that scene was, maybe half an hour. But okay, yeah, uh, good point. The I guess, I don't know, as long as we're talking about that scene, just mm-hmm. did it, did it break your heart or was it, you know, cause he said, and you reminded me at the beginning that he says, you know, this isn't, this isn't fake. This is all real, but he's, he's reading lines that are being fed to his, fed to him in real time. Yeah. He's like, I, if this is, if this is everybody, it'd mean me. And we know it's not because, you know, you trust me and I love you. And like, and he's, he's just verbatim reading the lines of, you know the director to him and yeah. it, that broke my heart
0: me too but also i didn't catch this the first couple times i saw it but this time when i was watching it i got the impression like from jim carrey's facial expression that when he delivers the line if everyone is in on it then i'm in on it too truman and like it seemed to me that at that point his like the lights went on and he was like oh fuck my friend is on it too. The whole world is fake. Whereas before, he had thought that his friend was still his friend, right? And yeah. it wasn't until he delivered that line that his eyes went up and you know, just had the exact opposite effect of what his friend had intended. I remember
1: that look of horror kind of like on his face, but I didn't get back there, back to the point when I was watching it again today. I think, I think you're right. Because uh, I'd explain, you know, I had thought that when his friend went to go find him, and couldn't that like maybe it would come out that he helps truman escape somehow right because mm. when he was also he's he living those lines like the friend was almost also almost crying yeah and i didn't know if it was because he's a really good actor or because he felt bad lying to this guy so hard yeah um maybe both c- could be both but if it was more the latter than the former then i think he would have helped him escape um mm. but either way i think you're right that he maybe the way that he delivered it he's like we know each other so well if i emphasize it this way you know, if everybody is in on it, it means I am. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Cause if you're gonna tell anybody, hey, I'm I'm getting out of here, you'd tell your best friend, he'd help you get out, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Uh oh, but I forgot the flashback. Um mm-hmm. I liked how it diegetically well. This removed. is the one
0: where they're in high school, right?
1: Yeah, but we get yeah. the flashback because there's people watching the show like in a diner or something.
0: Yeah. And then the and screen the does flashback. the black
1: the flashback waves, right? Mm-hmm. and that's how we get the flashback mm-hmm. i thought that was kind of funny because the viewers are also getting one yeah to for them what would have been like 15 years ago because the show is live right. all the time yeah which kind of makes you wonder how they plug in flashbacks if they're gonna you know where do they put in those lost 15 minutes that the flashback was playing not our it problem. was it
0: was something that was boring maybe yeah. he was taking a shower or taking a dump or something during that time yeah when they're when it's running 24 hours there has to be like a
1: best of reel or something because for many hours of the day he's not doing anything noteworthy. worthy
0: well, remember at the end of the flashback, like they they shoot uh, go back to the True Bar or Truman Bar or whatever it was called, and uh, the the waitress's boss is like, "What? Why are you watching this? It's on our best of h- reel anyway." Right?
1: Yeah, they they have the best of art or the best of collections. Yeah, when he's figuring it out, it's it's wild, right? Because mm-hmm. he 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 has no idea what he's onto. Mm-hmm. Just that something weird is happening
0: this is an interesting thing um i have said this before i don't remember where but um the matrix is about dissociation and that i will die on that hill sure maybe there's trans stuff in there too but the things can probably be related actually yeah they probably are but the main thing it's about is the feeling of dissociation and matrix came out in 1999 truman show came out in 98 uh, it also has strong dissociation themes where the world is unreal and he's starting to realize that. And if he scratches the surface, there's there's just, it's a facade. There's nothing underneath. There's the green room in the elevator that uh, people were relaxing in before they pushed the, uh, the wall back in front of it. Fight Club came out, I think, in 99 and it had a similar kind of thing. There was mm-hmm. something going on. And I mean, that was my life too, although... It's harder for me to say that, yeah, that was my life because I was a teenager and teenagers of all sorts of mental health issues due to the compulsory schooling thing. But there was something going on in the late 90s, I think, where dissociation was just heavily in the cultural spirit and it leaked through in in these movies. Or maybe I just latched on to all the movies that did show it because uh, I know there were other ones with similar themes that existed but both before and after but it seemed to be a real peak right in the late 90s about people being like the world is not real guys what's going on here am i the only one seeing this no you're definitely onto something because i've definitely heard someone
1: else it was like either comedian or something
0: well do you remember in the matrix when uh Agent Smith says to Morpheus that we tried to give you humans a perfect world, and you wouldn't accept it. You kept breaking the world. So we had to create one that had some misery and suffering in it for you to accept it. Yeah. I'm not saying the 90s in America was perfect or anything, but it was kind of peak America. and maybe too many people started doubting the matrix and so the lords of the matrix were like (laughs) okay we we got to turn things up let's give them a 9 11 let's start making shit crazy and bad again because too many people are doubting reality and it's going to break stuff
1: uh, you know that's we can't rule it out we'd have to wonder why the Lords of the matrix would let a matrix movie into the matrix
0: but uh there there might be one lord of the matrix who's kind of a trickster loki guy who likes to sneak in things like that right and, and really, what are we going to do? Not accept the reality of the world we're presented with? Yeah, Come on. right. What's our alternative? Like, yeah. literally, what else
1: is our option? I mean, right. there was another movie, I think The 13th Floor, was a movie mm. that I have vague recollections of seeing that my memory of it that thing definitely has, like, 80s or 90s um, CGI. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. That the, the line that I heard was, like, things were chill enough that people had to, like, invent their own problems or something, or, like, invent a world where things were worse. I can't remember what the line I heard was, but it was something like that. I mean, because you're right. This was. I'm not an economist or historian, but I feel like it was, if not the biggest, one of the biggest economic booms in the history of at least our country, if not the planet, uh, yeah. with the invention of the internet and uh, before everything on the internet went to shit. So yeah. there was the that. Thirteenth cool, floor.
0: Yeah, the thirteenth floor is 1999. There we go. And that just reminded me, Dark City has the same kind of thing. Dark City is 1998. Okay,
1: that's awesome. Yeah, there's definitely something going on there. Um, So, oh yeah, we've we've got the flashback, right? Um, Yeah. And the, you know, it's funny because she's telling him what's up, right? Yeah. But if you're not ready to hear it, you know, like you and I, if someone plausibly started screaming in our face that this is the Matrix, we'd be inclined to at least hear them out because we've heard of the Matrix. Mm -hmm. But if this was 1996 and they're screaming that in our faces, we'd be Mm -hmm. like... I'm sorry you. You should probably go with your dad. You've clearly got something going on, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so I get why. Like people have told him it's fake, it's TV, whatever. But like it's all been so quick, and uh, you know, it's in the in the scope of life. It's like again, if you're not questioning your constant reality, you're like that was weird. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Did
0: Did you get that she was Eve?
1: No, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> because yeah, she's one hundred percent. She gave yeah, she planted the seed. Yep. She had the forbidden knowledge and she tried to impart it to him. And like even in the flashback, she's she has practical forbidden knowledge. She knows where the cameras are and they can escape a bit to get some privacy because of that.
1: Oh, no, wait. I'm trying to remember the scene on the beach because that was playing with people on TV. The cameras must have been on the car or something, right?
0: Yeah, there, there was... The thing I'm thinking about is that when they were leaving high school and the camera's tracking them and they walk behind a pillar or something and the camera keeps going, but no one comes up from the other side of the pillar and and, like the camera jerks all over. It's like, where are they? Because she knew where the cameras were. That's solid.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's perfect. She's, she's totally the Eve there. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to think of like, you know, it's remember when Lois didn't notice that Clark looked like Superman Mm -hmm. or rather didn't think this frumpy guy next to me is Superman. Right. Like she had noticed the connection, right?
0: Yeah. It's but, like, haha, that's funny that Clark kind of looks like Superman.
1: Right. Un- unlike, I remember Brian and I disagreed about how plausible it was that she would jump to the conclusion. I think that it, I, I-, I think it's completely plausible that, mm-hmm. you know, again, the guy who stands next, who's next to me at work, you know, huffing out of breath, standing next to the vending machine or whatever, like mm-hmm. that guy is not the guy I
0: see throwing meteorites and punching monsters, whatever, Right. right? um i've been told a few times that i kind of look like keanu reeves and yet no one has actually accused me of secretly being keanu reeves
1: right in fact i there's a great anecdote uh i forget where i saw this uh somebody was talking to um tony hawk Mm, and said you look kind of like tony hawk and he's like that's because i (laughs) am it's like oh sure right Right. if if clark had said oh yeah i'm superman they're like oh like fuck you are prove it right yeah
0: they would never have believed him until he had flown or gotten shot right Kind of famously, Charlie Chaplin entered a Charlie Chaplin look <laughs> contest and won third place. Third place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so, let's see. He keeps the sweater from... I can't remember. Mm. We'll just call her Eve, because I can't remember either of her names. Um, yeah. And I thought it was interesting that they let him do that, like the the lords of the of the world, because
0: his wife could have found it and tossed it out while cleaning or something, right? Right. And you know how many times things go missing, random Like, just a couple of weeks ago, I was looking for the Halloween decorations box, which I had filled and put in the basement about three weeks after Halloween because we like Halloween and we keep the de- decorations up a bit longer. It's gone. It's not in the basement. It's not on the ground floor. It's not on the upper floor. It's not in the garage. The box is just gone now. And I'm like, well, I, I guess that's what happens in the world. Sometimes the house eats your box. I mean, it's true. In in the move
1: that we did a couple months ago, I lost a set of sh- of curtains. Mm-hmm. And I think they're accompanying rods um, and my shovels, even though the shovels, shovels are right next to stuff that I have. Oh, shovels. Yeah. yeah. Like it just somehow lost them. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, but, and, you know, who knows what else we've lost that I haven't noticed is missing yet. But the thing with the sweater is that like, it's his prized possession. He knows right where it is, right? That's a good point. You know, if you visited that, that Halloween decorations box. A couple times a week to go sniff it like you definitely know that it was missing but she could you know they could have thrown it out and she the wife could have said oh that old, that old thing i it was full of moths i tossed it with other junk right yeah but i think they let him keep it because it's riveting television right Mm -hmm. like watching him sit there heartbroken even though it's over something that's kind of immersion breaking but like no that's that's a
0: damn good point that if it makes for good tv they let him keep it or do it yeah, I think they don't they don't have just his best interest at heart. They have mostly his best interest at heart, but they need good TV too. That's that's where it's
1: clear like that the um we might say the the values aren't totally aligned, right? Um mm-hmm. or their goals. He's suffering with these memories even in the context of the Truman show, the TV show. That sweater is somewhat immersion breaking, but only on a level for the viewer to know like oh yeah that person went off script but it's not immersion breaking that it's like truman going off script because he doesn't have one yeah and so it doesn't actually matter where this thing came from it's it's that he's there crying over it um mm-hmm. this kind of brings to mind it's not clear to me and maybe this fits into another allegorical thing that you noticed maybe it is just part of the fact that like the world is safe and scripted maybe that explains all of it mm-hmm. why is everybody an actor who has like a fake name and a routine, right? Like the girl on the red bike and the guy with the flowers and that, uh, dented Volkswagen bug, they just do laps around the block for 30 years. (laughs) Like (laughs) presumably they change it up once in a while, but like around the block, like he doesn't need that kind of action. Most of us don't look out the window and and notice which cars go by. And these people need to be eating and drinking and doing, you know, running, getting groceries and stuff, right? Like, the the hustle and bustle of the town could just be that but everything is scripted everyone's got their starting position for the morning
0: you know that was the coolest scene where they're about to start looking for him and like everyone suit to, to your starting positions and like just the world is just frozen as people are waiting that was ah oh, that was, that was awesome. wild i
1: there, yeah. there, there was a weird thing with that so they did that after they searched this the the town in the least efficient way possible um, do you think that's the least efficient way possible they like linked arms basically marched as a as a squadron
0: right, right? because you just w- literally walk every single square foot i mean if they were looking for like a lost
1: eyeglass lens sure but <laughs> they're looking for something the size of a of a person i like <laughs> they, they don't need to like link arms they, they yeah. can you know at least spread out like like you do with a real search and rescue mission in the woods right sure yeah. just within line of sight of each other or maybe, maybe I don't know line not, of sight not, probably not, isn't
0: enough. Yeah, not line of sight, to...
1: but it's clo- you know closer
0: than line of sight, but definitely well beyond arm's reach. Maybe throwing distance, you know. I would think maybe arm's reach because, like, what if there's a bush between you and the person that's you know your next closest person? One of you has to go over there and walk through the bush to make sure there isn't a human inside it, right? Yeah,
1: and then if they don't come out the other side, then you and the person on the other side of that person notices that that person went missing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's. Mm, I, I think you're right, linking arms is too much, but you know, I would put people closer than line of sight. But also, I guess more importantly, it's just kind of a show of strength and also kind of horror, you yeah, know? That was the vibe With, I was going for. Or that like, yeah. I was angling
1: towards was like they the second things get serious, they're immediately regimented like they've done this a hundred times. They might even have drills. Oh. You know, good like point. I doubt it just because what you know, what are the odds that they're gonna do like a Truman's missing kind of sweep? Um, mm-hmm. like why would they train for that? But the fact that they're this well coordinated on, on, on a dime, you know, like when the dad shows up and snap, people rush into yeah. the bus, a tr- a troop of joggers with, you know, numbers gets in his way. Thing, thing, thing blocks him. Right. Mm-hmm. And they orchestrated all of that in 10 seconds. Yeah. Uh, but Oh, the, the thing about them all standing frozen, that's what was weird was they all assume starting position after the night, you know, of searching when God rose the sun early. And yes. look for him better. And like what? He's just going to go to work the next day? fucking thing again, right? Oh, it was epic. But yeah. what was weird, and this... So like, I don't think this is bad writing. I think I'm missing something. Why did they all go back to starting position and act like everything's normal
0: when there's no way Truman's not going to notice the sun's up three hours early? Oh, well, I mean, the sun's up so that they can see easier. Yeah. Uh, it's not dark. Uh, I think they all went back to their starting positions because there's so many fucking people in the town that if everyone's at their starting positions, there's probably someone looking at every single part of town it's more like the line of sight thing that you were saying they tried the linking arms and walking across it and that didn't turn up anything so they instead go to starting positions which covers everything i mean i guess yeah and then with with the
1: sun up then you can see more but Mm -hmm. i i guess at that point the game's up you know truman saw the sun come up early yeah. If he wasn't if he wasn't concerned when he tunneled out of his basement and dug into his backyard, he's concerned mm.
0: now, right? Well, I mean, and seeing everybody in the world frozen on their starting positions would also be concerning. So right. I, I don't think it was a attempt to fool him. It was an attempt to find him. I mean, then they could have just been looking around. I think.
1: I think they were there.
0: Like, I mean, you can be on the looking off around, chance he the, showed back up. I don't think so because, like, you can be looking around, but the coordination is hard and this is like this is especially a kind of thing uh that i i guess i noticed more being a guild leader for a while like on some bosses you have to spread out in a very tight range right like you got to be seven yards away from everybody else so you can hit them with the thing that you need to hit them but no no farther or no closer than seven yards so that they don't get hit with uh, splash damage effects and you, you say at first, like everyone has a rangefinder, just stand somewhere that says you're more than seven yards away from everyone, but still stay pretty close. And that never fucking works. And so what you do instead is you come up with a map of the room and you assign each individual person a specific spot that they run to. And then it's easy. It's like clockwork. So if you were just to tell the entire town, spread out a lot, look, you know, cover every single thing with your eyes. Uh, you can't, you can't coordinate that, but if you have already a pre-established place, everyone can stand that spreads people out fairly uniformly and fairly efficiently so that they can see basically the entire town. Once they're in those spots, then you just use that. And I think their starting positions was basically like that. You know, that's distinctly
1: plausible. Um, I mean, I guess they could have had people looking around in that position rather than, uh, standing motionless like scary mannequins but hey that <laughs> that, right. that looks cooler and yeah. b i think there there might have been something to okay everyone pretend like it's normal hmm. like do the thing you're going to do you know sun's coming up act like you know just just go with the go with the flow cuz it's also the the easiest uh emergency plan right in yeah. in, in the parlance of of World of Warcraft uh, stick to the plan
0: Yes. Uh, so <laughs> and also like those those are just three extremely powerful shows of strength by God in a row. That first all the beings in the world link arms and try to flush you out and then he rises the sun early and then everybody goes back to acting like like automata, just pre-programmed script actors, which I guess they are, but th- just seeing those three things right in a row would be absolutely unnerving to any in, normal human, right? Yeah. No, I mean, 100%. Uh, it makes
1: me think of the other shows of strength, like the the rain thing you mentioned earlier. Mm. And I'm I'm guessing they rained on him directly rather than around him due to a technical error, the same kind of thing that caused the light to fall. Yeah. And they, they started raining on him because it was clear that he's in a melancholy mood, staring out over the ocean. And they're like, this would look better if he was getting rained on. Ah, uh, okay. Probably, right? Yeah, and I mean, then someone fucked up. Goddamn intern! Well, I mean, or you know, the machine's broken or something, right? Clearly, yeah. the shit's falling apart, but uh, or a little bit anyway. But the I, I think it was either because they wanted him to go home, um, or they were like, "Oh, this this will look better if he looks sadder." And who
0: looks more sad than somebody wet sitting sitting yeah. on the ground, right? I like the idea of they wanted him to go home. It reminds me of the interview we had with uh, Alexander Wales, where he's like, "Yeah, you know, you don't ever." make your characters do things because that breaks the story but y- you alter the situation so they do the thing that you want to happen <laughs> uh naturally like th- that is what their character would do in that situation and yeah it's you know you you want truman to go home but you can't just like change his brain to be like and then truman decides to go home now you make it rain and then truman's like oh fuck this i'm going home
1: i like how twice in two days his best friend just basically kicks his front door in with like a six pack <laughs>
0: yeah like dude we're (laughs) drinking
1: um like that's that's the closest version to like changing you know changing his mind directly right
0: yes uh that was great when she yelled to the camera do something oh man yeah who are you talking to i guess if he had any doubt
1: that like maybe i'm losing it you know Mm -hmm. maybe i am kind of going overboard she yells for help Mm -hmm. and he's just okay now i know what the fuck is happening Uh, now I know something is happening, right? Um, it's, it's not clear that uh, I don't think he knows what's up until, you know, he's told by the director at the end. Like, I I think he has, he knows something is going on. Maybe he remembers the fact that people told him about the TV thing or something, but I think he just knows this isn't, this isn't what I think it is. I need, I need to get away from it.
0: Like when he crashes into the sky. (laughs) That first of all, that was just an amazing piece of filmmaking because we see for like a second or two the shadow of the thing going up on the wall and it just it's like weird and bizarre. You're like, What what's happening? Is there something wrong with the movie? And then he crashes into the sky and it's like, Oh shit and his reaction, his just disbelief and then raging against against the firmament of the heavens that he has now run into <laughs> was fucking amazing.
1: Your phrasing is perfect. Yeah. I think uh it's not wrong either, right? That's, yeah. that's basically literally what it is. um yes. I want to. We'll we'll swing back to this in a minute. The the his first attempt at escape. I want to talk about that in a little more detail. We'll just we'll put a pin in that. When he's like you said, if when he's driving around, being hilarious hilarious in a way, right? Hmm. I was waiting so to see if they were going to do any like, oh yeah, that's Jim Carrey. Um, yeah, and they did a bit with this scene. But also, yeah. in the entire movie he looked just like Wilson from House, haircut. The hairstyle, his expression, it was surprising. But you're right. That's when he's like finally doing the, like, I'm being spontaneous. Somebody stop me or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's the, like, oh yeah, this is Ace Ventura. Um, Yeah. But but it was not
0: that ridiculous. It was. I think before this movie, he had only done comedies and. I mean, I I found many parts of this movie funny, but I found them less funny now and absolutely hilarious in 98. And I think it's because I was primed to come into a Jim Carrey movie, you know? But if you're like coming into something more serious, then they're, they're not as funny. It's interesting how our expectations change what we actually get out of stuff, which I guess is part of the uh, whole being presented with a reality thing. That's what I was going to say. Hey, nice. Yeah, I
1: think if you told me, Stephen, this is a really funny movie, buckle up, it's, it's, it's a laugh. I probably would oh gone into God. different different intentions. My vibe going in, because like I said, I knew the theme. I'm like, oh, this is going to be some kind of fucked up hellscape, you know, behind <laughs> the Shit. scenes, and it wasn't
0: quite that, but it wasn't yeah. quite not that right? I should have, I mean, I guess I should have told you as well that, you know, it's probably going to be hilarious because the original trailers, as I recall, were pretty darn playing up the comedy aspect of it. And again, it's Jim Carrey, who is the comedy guy of the (laughs) mid late nineties. When I watched in the theaters, I laughed every few minutes. Like sometimes I laughed a ton. Like when he was driving in circles in the car this time, I was like, wow. Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. But when I was first watching it the first time, I was like, I was laughing out loud. I was like, this is amazing and hilarious. And he's doing his crazy Jim Carrey thing again. But it worked in this movie. I think that's like kind of the genius of it that it combined his crazy, manic Jim Carrey ness with this world where how how else are you supposed to respond to? such a, a fake world it is it is absurd and the only way to react to it is with insanity right like in, in a in an insane world it only the insane are sane or something along those lines something like that you know and, like i i think it was it worked well and helped him break out into more serious acting oh i think you're probably right for sure
1: i mean and you know his like expression and like the way he again it's it's a characteristic identifying thing of just how he moves you know like there's gate mm-hmm. recognition. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. there's there's that i think for other forms of motion like when he's talking to his friend at the vending machine and he turns around and claps and then turns back <laughs> yes that's in a very if that was just a silhouette of a person i'd be like is that jim carrey um yeah you know the maybe, way he leans yeah
0: the way he leans back when he says good afternoon good evening and good night it, it's or uh, or not when he says it but like right after ha kind of like that's his the exaggerated motions i guess
1: and the yeah the big expressions and stuff mm-hmm,
0: uh, mm-hmm. according to
1: the trivia section on amazon i saw today allegedly samuel l jackson turned down the role of truman which <laughs> thank <Interesting>. god uh, <laughs> right don't wrong he's awesome but he he was an awesome you know jules and you know nick cage or er, <laughs> nick cage nick fury um yeah i think uh i i, I don't think he's the kind of funny slash I, maybe he is. I, I, I've i seen him in a lot of stuff, but, you know, I see him play more badasses than I see him play, you know, heartbroken, disenchanted uh, victims of the world, right? Yeah. Um,
0: he's he's far more intense. Yeah. It would
1: have been a different movie, I think. But, yeah, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the circling around escape scene, like, it was funny. And, you know, <laughs> uh, my wife sent me a picture after, like, maybe the next day. It was Jim Carrey driving in a circle like help I'm being spontaneous or something it's it's a capturable moment right mhm but i don't remember if i laughed or not if i did it was with the undertone of like god he's just he he has no idea what's happening and this is him freaking out and you know hitting his hands on the glass of the world trying to make it break and show him something you know yeah and then it does When he tries to leave and go to the highway, like, oh, look at that. No traffic a second ago. Now, traffic. And she's like, Mm -hmm. we should leave. He's like, you're right. We might be stuck here all day. I can't remember if that's when he does circles or if he'd already done them. But uh, he does some more. Yeah, he does some more. And then, oh, then he goes back and that intersection's empty. Yeah, it was the Mm -hmm. same one. And then he gets across the bridge. The layers of paranoia they have and the full-time staff they have Mm -hmm. that will, like, hopefully never be on screen, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, they have the whole fire, the forest fire thing yeah and he's like fuck it not real and he's right you know yes. I, but at that point too i think he's just like anything that gets in my way is fake and granted mm-hmm. he's right but his commitment to that driving through fire is uh mm-hmm. is hardcore mm-hmm. and then he gets yeah to the nuclear power plant that oh would you look at that it's having a it's having a, a meltdown <laughs> and when that guy was chasing him at the geiger counter i realized it was a camera before it showed it from that angle yeah because it's like why would they why are they chasing him i'm like oh for god's sake They even Mm -hmm. have this ready to
0: catch him on film. It's fantastic. Yeah. I also have this scene in my notes because when he drove through that, that, you know, line of fire across the road. I was like, line of fire. That seems kind of biblical. I thought about it for a second. I was like, oh, you're right. After they got kicked out of the Garden of Eden, there was a flaming sword at the entrance that wouldn't let them back in. So I was like, okay, maybe that's a reference to the flaming sword at the you know at the threshold of Eden. Uh, but then, like the dudes when they were chasing the radiation suits again. That felt kind of scary. But the people, I don't know the way they moved, the the look of the radiation suits, the fact that they're just like blank squares instead of faces the whole thing felt very much like biblical angel sort of thing where there, uh it's become common knowledge on the internet recently thank god that biblical angels are crazy fucked up looking things but it, it very much felt like that is the closest you could get in the truman show village to having literal angels on the outside outer edges stopping him from leaving and i thought i don't know if that is what he was going for then It was cool and creepy and unhuman, and I liked it. Now, when you say he, do you mean
1: the director of the Truman Show or the director of the movie? (laughs) The director of the Truman Show, the movie. Okay, so 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 not not the Man in Black. No, not Christoph. Okay, yeah. So because I was thinking, if it was Christoph, you know, this this is actually a thing he could have done is they raised Truman with a religious outlook, and if he ever did try to leave, he is turned back by God. How is that any less plausible than like, you know, four different natural disasters getting in his way in the span of two minutes?
0: Do you think, um, diegetically Christianity exists in the Truman Show movie? I don't think so. Well, no, in the movie. Oh, um... Because he like the two times we hear about God, uh, he refers to him once as the big guy with the paintbrush, right? <laughs> right. Uh, when they're looking at the, the fake sunset, and then there was like one other time where he mentions like the man upstairs or something like that. But there's never a direct reference to um to Christ or the Bible or Christianity, as far as I can tell. Like I'm not sure Truman knows about the news of our good Lord and Savior Jesus.
1: Which is funny to think, then, if Christianity was a thing in Truman Show's universe, that means that they are ready to condemn him to hell forever because there's a chance he'll die without hearing the good word.
0: Um, <laughs> for, for, oh, damn. For the sake point. of good TV.
1: Uh, yeah. They don't, they, you know, him, him praying for, for salvation every night wouldn't be all that interesting.
0: So, uh, I think it pretty much can't have existed. It has to be like a parallel world that doesn't quite have Christianity because I, the Truman Show is just such an obvious parallel to – to the Garden of Eden that I think nobody would could miss that. I mean, people might dig that about the show. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean. That's the thing I dig about the movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the idea of like, this is what the garden could have been like. Isn't yeah. Truman lucky? That that sounds just yeah.
0: plausible. All
1: right, you're 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 right. Good well, point. But on, on, uh, to your point, they never mentioned Jesus. So I don't know. No one's wearing a cross. Um, yeah. I like how many, like, I think there's at least... There's w- more than this, but I remember in the travel agent's office, there's that poster of like a plane being struck by lightning. Like yep. everything that they that they say is like, oh, travel sucks. It's terrible out there. I think it was another flashback when he was a kid
0: about <laughs> yes. like,
1: you know, I want to be an adventurer. It's like, no, you don't. The world sucks. It's all been discovered, right?
0: <laughs> I love that. I want to be like Magellan, and explore the world. She pulls down a map of the world. You're too late.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, again the the level that they went to to, to try and keep him there. They could have just actually lied to him with something supernatural. But I guess, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe that would kind of ruin the show because as it is, like, he stopped by things that could have all actually happened, right? Yeah. But, but if Truman encountered biblical angels, that would kind of change
0: the tone of the show. Right. Yeah. It wouldn't be a reality show anymore. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I guess, yeah, that was all I wanted to hit. You know, it, it's funny, like, when he's being chased through the woods, you know, this was... You know, within a couple of years of him playing Ace Ventura when he's flopping around with two tranquilized arms and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, being a goofball in a very similar situation or very similar situation. I wonder, mm-hmm. like, it, it's even still like having that in the back of my mind, maybe because I haven't seen Ace Ventura for 15, 20 years, but, uh, like, it, it, didn't, it didn't draw that to mind. I was having to, like, deliberately, like, think about it that way. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, you're right. He just sold it, right? Um, I know yeah. he won some award for some, at least one award for this, for his acting, um, Oh, for the Truman show. I, I believe so. Oh, okay. I think one of the other, uh, general trivia things that Amazon said, cause like when I paused the movie at just showing trivia, um, mm-hmm. I think one of the other ones was that, uh, he was the first person to win, uh, awards. And I forget which, which award in comedy and drama,
0: um, with some caveat to that it might not have been this movie cuz he started doing more serious stuff after this uh what was it it's sunshine and eternal sunshine of the spotless mind was a few years after that and then i think um man in the moon was an actual like just documentary about um um kaufman was it who uh, who died kind of early from cancer so he might have gotten the award for that because that's generally award bait when it's like, you know, here's a genius person who was really weird and outside the box and he died early, tends to get awards. That's true. Oh, all right. Random trivia. Mm. So
1: apparently the basic story of a man unknowingly being forced to live in an alternate reality is ident- is identical to the plot of the 1959 sci-fi novel Time Out of Joint by Philip K. Dick. Hey, and last trivia thing that I pulled out was Truman's house was filmed in the childhood home of Florida Republican Representative Matt Gates. Okay, fun fact. <laughs> Even I've heard of this guy that he's a notorious asshole. Oh, I've never heard of him. He's he's got. Yeah, I don't know. Google. Um, he's a notorious asshole. Yeah. Whose childhood home is a movie set? <laughs> Apparently, at I, least one guy. Yeah. All right. That's it for the trivia corner. Okay, so before he jumps out to see right he meets his dad. And we don't get any other conversation, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not important. Well, maybe. This is actually, the director is talking with with Eve on the interview, right? Yes. Which, side note, the guy doing the interview was like, oh, the director really values his privacy. Did you catch that? I do remember catching that, yes. Like, just what, what a funny kick in Truman's balls is that right right yeah (laughs) he really values his privacy oh he he values privacy does he Um, yes
0: but only when it's his own right
1: and uh this is still sidelined from the dad thing but he says that Truman was chosen because he was born on
0: time not that he is special in any way no he had like six other possible babies right yeah it's just he was born when
1: they're ready to start filming isn't that weird like or isn't that like just an extra fun wrinkle to it yeah, Like, if, it he, if he had said, why Thanks. me, God, why me? It's like, oh, you were born on time.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You were two weeks we, early, we, actually. We needed to start shooting, and you were there. Yeah. Um, I loved also that they had a camera uh, inside the womb where you could see, like, uh, him developing as a fetus. Right. Because I believe that's probably maybe a callback to uh, when God's talking to probably Lot, that I saw you uh, before you were born when you were within the womb kind of thing.
1: That's hard to hard to argue with. I think you're right. And then I liked when whatever guy I guess who owns the studio is like, we can't let him die on TV. He's like, he was born on TV, right? Is the guy's retort. But anyway, so, Fucking cold. I know, right? So anyway, the the dad shows up first in the town, right? After being missing for twenty something years. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't the director say he broke back onto the set? Yeah, didn't he like parachute in? No, that was like a flashback to somebody like wearing a shirt. Oh, that's someone else? Yeah. Okay. When he was younger yeah, or something. He somehow got in. Right. So he snuck in, you know, whatever. But then the director's like, oh, no, we'll have him fake amnesia. So so like he snuck back in and they're like, oh, let's we'll recast him as the dad with amnesia. Yeah. How do, What is the dad's motivation for going along with that if he if he broke back into the show to talk to Truman?
0: He didn't bro- break back into the show to talk to Truman. He broke back into the show to get his job back. You think? Yeah. After 20 something and- years, he was like, man, I, I'm unemployed he's probably been scheming for 20 years how to get back in there and it finally paid off uh, i don't know maybe taking day jobs as a waiter or something trying to get an acting gig again and just can't do it and he's like you know what would get me my acting gig back if they couldn't write me out of the show because i'm <laughs> this dude's dad that's distinctly plausible and that that's actually
1: a a good explanation i guess i was thinking because it does explain why he would go along with being recast. Because I I thought that like, he fell in love with the kid, you know, that he raised for years, right?
0: And I, that maybe well, I mean, he felt
1: bad for fucking him over like that, you know,
0: watching, making him watch his dad die. Um, I don't know. I think if that was the case, then he would have not gone along with that in the first place. Well, so what if he didn't? What if when they're hugging it out, he's whispering to him? Oh, but he obviously was not, as we see in the rest of the movie. Truman still has to figure things out for himself. I mean, he could have said, you know, you need to get out
1: of here. Here's the route out of the city where they won't catch you on camera. Um, You know, take the boat. Sure. Because Truman could have driven across the the bridge again. You know, like, what are they going to throw in prison?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's not impossible. But that would be, like, really lame and ruin the story. And also, if that was what happened, then I sure we would have seen it on tv the reason we didn't see the conversation is because it has nothing to do with the greater storyline it's just them having a tearful reunion and him getting to know his dad again yeah i think you're right you know d- just because I, I guess i i wanted it
1: to i wanted some explanation for like why the guy broke onto the set and then was like willing to go along with some lie i thought he broke on to talk to truman um I, but if, he, if he broke on for, for the work paycheck.
0: then yeah i mean mm-hmm. You know, I mean his, his fucking wife is just there for his paycheck. His best friend since they were little kids is just there for a paycheck. Well no, reciting to him it's lines. real. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, reciting lines that are given to him through his ear about like how you're my best buddy, man. Like yeah. Nobody in this world is a real person. They're all just here managing Truman. So Eve
1: was an actress. And I'm guessing that, like, they initially cut her off from him, not because they were like, oh, she's going to spill the secret, but because they'd already cast as love interest. Yes. Okay. So then then when she's like, okay, well, if I can't be his love interest because I, you know, I'm super into this guy I've never talked to because it's a 90s movie. um, Then, (laughs) you know, I'm going to just, I'm going to blow the whole thing sky high. So She she tries to tell him.
0: I think that's not entirely unreasonable for kids of that age either. I I don't think so. Oh, you mean the falling in love immediately? I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I. I know that I had some thoughts like that, maybe not quite at the age that they were trying to portray him as, but they had to use the same actors. So obviously they had to go with late high school and we have to suspend our disbelief a little bit. But, you know, if it was closer to like 14 or so, I can totally see that because I thought that kind of shit when I was 14. And like, who knows, maybe it even is real. And if you do fall in love with someone at 14 at that crazy way and somehow it works, then you just manage to have your whole life like that, which would be interesting. Yeah, totally. Why not? Yeah, I'm, to- I'm I'm not saying that brings anything down. I
1: just, uh, I'm trying to paint the narrative in my head of the order things went in. So she she wanted to burn down the show because they wanted to keep them apart.
0: Yeah, makes she, you was, she wonder, was the one
1: person in the world that cared about Truman. Do you think that she would have gone along with the show if they were like, all right, fine, you can be his wife? We have to That's think no, thought. right? We have to think no. You are correct. I mean, I don't have to, I shouldn't have, I should have let you answer before I told you what you have to think, but. Uh, no, I think, um, it's like, it, the story doesn't work otherwise. Yeah. I may maybe she would have been happy with that for a minute or, or, you know,
0: a while, but then she was like, no, I can't just keep lying to him here. Here's what's going on. You know? Also like the very first conversation they have in the library is her being like, Hey, I can't talk with you, but let's sneak out and I can tell you everything. You know, like she's, she's reneging on the deal from her very first interaction with him true
1: but i wonder if they if they renegotiated the deal if she had gone along with it for a while i don't think she would have yeah maybe maybe just long enough to like actually get 10 minutes alone with him
0: <laughs> rather than <laughs> and five. then she can do the whisper in his ear thing that you were talking about yeah. yeah all right so so cut back to him at sea no before that um uh just the the scene briefly uh, i wanted to touch on this the the scene the interstitial scene where they have the interview with uh with Christoph and we get to see all the behind the scene stuff and all the the control room the crazy shit they're doing and we get the call with eve uh between her and Christoph. uh the i thought i remembered that scene being just really long but also really impressed with it i was like oh wow they cut away from the main action of the movie to have this long extended kind of art scene that isn't all that isn't all that about the 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 what we care about but they still made it really interesting and that was kind of an avant-garde thing for a movie to do and dude it's like five minutes <laughs> and uh, when when i watch it now i'm like that is almost nothing and it really drove home to me the difference between like it, this were it, a movie that reached two hours in the past I- in the the 90s almost wouldn't make it to theaters right like titanic was famous for how insanely long it was and how people watched it anyway and how that was such a huge thing didn't they show and, it with intermissions did... some at some places in some places yeah yeah and it, it, it's like it's not even as long as it's a typical marvel movie nowadays and this was and we're just supposed to the, hold they... our bladders to watch endgame <laughs> right and i it, this just reminded me that like oh when i watched this movie that felt like a really long intermission and now that i'm watching this movie like i'm shocked that the inciting incident is within the first few moments i i do not find this intermission thing at all long and actually it is pretty important to the story i like that they did it um past me was a idiot <laughs> thinking that this wasn't important to the main action um it it's the movies have changed in the last two decades two and a half decades and that's a that's a interesting to watch that happen i think in some ways i wish they didn't sprawl as much i do think it's important to not get lazy and just be like oh what's an extra three minutes in a movie right oh what's an extra one minute for the scene because it all fucking adds up and it ends up making movies that are just worse overall i think as long as you you got to keep hitting the emotional core you got to keep hitting people in the feels in a movie and you you can do that with a really long movie if the movie requires all that. But a lot of times I think just directors have gotten lazy leaving stuff in that they don't need to leave in. And this movie was a nice refresher for me that like, oh, yeah, sometimes in the past movies used to be tight and stick to what needed to be told. And that was good. Yeah, it's amazing coming at it from this side of like, I don't think Game
1: of Thrones was like the first one, but it might be the most egregious Mm. Where it's, like, you mentioned, like, a three-minute cutaway, like, yeah. and, like, you know, you get a whole Game of Thrones episode that's, like, and maybe not a whole one or whatever. But you get four, especially, like, Walking Dead's a more egregious example. Oh, um, God, I hate Walking Dead. Right. And it, you would <laughs> you get two good episodes a season, two utter shit episodes, then six episodes of filler. Yeah. And, like, so, you know, we watched, like, when we were young and unsullied in the, uh, in the... You know, late 90s, early 2000s, a five minute digression from the protagonist was like, oh, my God, this is an eternity. And now it's like, oh, thank God, it was only one episode that we didn't see our protagonist. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, like, I I think it is possible to have a movie be longer and like not have any stuff that needs cutting. Like Infinity War was two and a half hours. And I think it was perfectly paced. Yeah. Infinity. um, Was that the first one? Yeah. 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 That was good. Endgame. Endgame. not as good i don't know like i don't know what i could possibly i don't know i'd have to think about it like what i would trim but yeah it didn't have like the same i think infinity war had this cadence to it Mm. like it went place started over like you know what's happening there next place and it just kind of it did that and then built all together whereas infinity war couldn't do it or endgame couldn't do it that way but we digress the whole thing with the with eve was interesting she has like a poster or something of like free truman Uh, Mm -hmm. so i don't know if she's like the lone protester standing outside the set
0: or if there's like a small community or even a large community people who are like this is super fucked up Um, i I think we're supposed to especially because this was in a time before it was easy to make your own posters and stuff i think we're supposed to get the impression that there there's a some sizable contingent maybe you know a minority of the populace but some some portion of the people who don't like the truman show and think it's a bad thing yeah i think you're right i thought that was that was kind of a
1: and like go to protests and shit. Yeah. Kind of just a cool background vibe about it, right? hmm You know, I think he said you've been an inspiration to millions when he's talking, when the director is talking to him, but like more like hundreds of millions, you know, yes. there are people in Japan or what, you know, that's racist somewhere in Asia trying to, <laughs> uh, you know, say his catchphrase, right? hmm And like, so he's watched all over the globe mm-hmm. and it's live, so they're not translating it, you know? So like the people learning English to watch this show.
0: Oh, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, it's big. Um, so, all right. He, I want to when he gets to the boat. Yes. Uh, again, boat scene I, is so good. I think it's, you know, it's dramatic, and that's maybe why he did the boat. Because, like I said, I think if he drove over the bridge again and just like drove around the barricade, mm-hmm. like you know, again, what are they going to throw in prison? That'd make terrible TV. He doesn't know it's TV, but he's like, they won't put me in prison. I'm, I'm important somehow um i but that said that wouldn't have that just wouldn't have done it like narratively for us either right
0: yes it would have been a shitty story uh honestly he may have just thought you know if i'm in a car i'm stuck to roads and they can blockade all the roads but uh out in the ocean it's just the entire fucking ocean like they can't they can't blockade the entire ocean unless they have you know literally the whole u.s navy <laughs> so uh i'm i'm free i suppose you know
1: it didn't look like he had a ton of supplies but he had some um, mm-hmm. I, I just loved, you know, because again, they, they play up his, his fear of water, which I thought was just like, that was, that beat was hit enough times to drill it home exactly enough to where it wasn't like mm-hmm. over like heavy handed or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was solid. And then they're like, all right, rock the boat, turn up the wind, make it rain. And as he's being flailed around and splashed the waves, it's like you're going to have to kill me or is like that, all, is that all you've got? Yeah. And he doesn't know who he's talking to right he he just knows some force of nature is trying to make him turn around
0: yeah and it's epic it is awesome we get to see like the literal wrath of god as as Christoph unleashes all the forces of nature on him yeah the lightning and- bolts uh does were the light was the lighting
1: real or was it just making the noise i can't remember if one struck the boat one did strike the boat. Oh, so
0: he was throwing lightning bolts at him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And I I really like the fact that Truman had to commit to dying for this. That I mean this is this is a test of wills here, right? You have the literal power of God on one side and all you have on the other side is a man uh who's willing to die and God has to test him. God has to know is he actually willing to die? Uh, and then God has to decide, do I let him free or do I kill him? And and that's where the test of wills comes in. But he, he does have to test him first to make sure he's willing to die for it. And so he brings him right to the edge of death. And I thought it was, that was just fantastic. Like just standing up to God himself and saying, you know, liberty or death. What, it, what was interesting, I mean, there's a handful of- And meaning it, you know?
1: Right. And I mean, it's- the interesting thing about the contest of wills is that Truman doesn't even really know what he's fighting. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's fighting against or what he's fighting for. Yeah. He's just like, something is off and I know it's off and I don't want mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's enough for him to put everything on the line. And his the, the director's conversation with Eve was uh, after his first escape, right? His first attempt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> I remember he says, "No, if he's sufficiently determined, he can leave." Yeah, of course he can leave. He's not trapped. It's not a cell. Maybe, (laughs) maybe you just upset because he likes his cell. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, yeah, if he's sufficiently determined, like if he's willing to drive through fire and drive over the ocean and Mm -hmm. fight, you know, uh, guys in hazmat suit or in radiation suits. um, You know, no, no, more determination than that. Like, so I mean. Then he does demonstrate more determination than that, but it's like, come on, you can't say if he's sufficiently determined, but like only if he's willing to fight 10 guys, not, you know, not merely eight. Um, Only if he's willing to literally give his life to God. Yeah, only, yeah, only if he's like, not just willing to say I'm ready to die for this, but like totally does, you know, or, or appears to. Um,
0: And not only that, did you notice that. At the very end, like at the peak of him being dead, when he's half off the boat, he's in the traditional Christ pose, the, the crucifix, like, splayed out both arms to the side thing.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is, it wasn't subtle, but it also wasn't, like, in your face. It was a perfectly right. plausible was- way to be hanging from a boat after being tossed around and having your leg trapped in the the rope. So, yes, like absolutely. At least he wasn't – it wasn't like in uh, – <laughs> love this movie. It's, it's a masterpiece, too, but Spider-Man 2. Right, you know exactly what scene I'm talking about, right? I do. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's good um, scene. But that
0: movie, that movie's is also 20 years old, <laughs> <laughs> yes. and so it's like, oh well, yeah, we, that, that, we'll that was super heavy-handed with that. Right? That was a bit <laughs> anvilicious in that movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, we, we talked about in this
0: one. It was at least it, it was least fleeting. You know, it was just a couple seconds, right?
1: And it wasn't. Um, if there was a musical score to it, I don't remember what it was. But in any case, so you're right. He, he crashes into the wall, and then he beats on it, and then he finds the stairs. Mm-hmm.
0: And so a stairway to heaven, he ascends into the clouds.
1: Yeah. So he, he, I mean, it would have been cool enough if he punched his way through the wall, right? Or grabbed some of the boat to hit his way through. But then I'm just trying to think of like, you know, why wouldn't he notice earlier or whatever? But like, why the hell would he? You know, mm-hmm. he he sees what appears to have been, you know, the whole his whole life he's been looking out over the ocean,
0: mm-hmm. and he's
1: been looking at this fucking wall. And so he gets to it, and he's just trying to get through it. And then, like, kind of like in a moment of desperation, he looks around, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I can just walk on this and get right right over. And yeah, it's like a cinematically epic ascension up up the stairs with his yeah. shadow cast on the wall behind him like Plato's cave, you know? Yes. Oh, good analogy. I hadn't thought of that one. I, I don't know. I, it, it sort of fits, right? It works. Um, yeah. I don't know.
0: It was awesome. You know, we talked yeah. about basically what he and God talk about. Yeah, I love the scene where the clouds part and the sun shines down on him, and he starts talking to his, well, to God. And I love the beat where he says, "Who are you?" And uh, christoph replies, "I am the Creator." And then there's just like a half second pause of a TV show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, like that's that's perfect. Yeah,
1: like you said, it's not clear if there's Christianity, but he does have like this you know man in the sky thing, which like frankly, mm-hmm. if I had any uh, notion of God. Which Truman clearly did. I would have thought it was him the whole, you know, as soon as Thunderbolt started being thrown at me. I'd like, okay, God's mm. trying to stop me. I should. And he doesn't ask. I don't think Truman asks why. M- no. Maybe he says, like, what was, you know, was it real? And he's like, you know. Oh, he says, so none of it was real. He's like, you were real. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he asks why. I can't remember. I, I don't remember him asking why either. And I would have remembered if he did. At some point, the director says, like, you give hope to millions or something. Mm. Or you inspire millions or whatever. Maybe maybe that wasn't response to a why. But Frank, if he doesn't ask, if he does ask why, then the point I'm about to make isn't true. But I think he doesn't ask because he doesn't care. Yeah. He's like, whatever your reasoning was isn't sufficient. Yeah. I I'm done. And you know, come on, Truman. I know you better than to you know yourself. You're scared right now. It's like, of course I'm scared. I'm about to walk through the fucking sky into a dark, into a black abyss. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm not running in there, you know, right now. I'm hesitating for a second at
0: the door. Not because I want to turn around. There could be literally anything out there. There could be eldritch monstrosities from Lovecraft, you know? Like, who the fuck knows? Yeah.
1: I I mean, it's, you know, what's also nice, too, is, like, it could have been the same set that, like, the director was on. That's, in fact, what I thought was happening. Mm. When he crashes in and he finds the door, I thought, like, he's like, all right, everyone out, because he was going to just talk with Truman directly. Mm -hmm. Um, But what was nice is the movie didn't end with him being reunited with Eve. I like how neither of us can remember her name. Um, yeah. but, uh, it didn't end with like, you know, him finding her and, you know, a, whatever musically scored run through the, uh, run to each other
0: or something. Right.
1: Yeah. It's like, it no. Just, yeah. Once he's, once he's off camera, he's gone.
0: Yeah. It, it ends with, with his freedom and then the rest is up to him. Yeah. It was awesome. Just like humanity. So why'd you want to watch this movie? Other than okay, the, like, so, it
1: was epic. Uh, actually. I'm can, really glad I saw you re- it.
0: Can we table that for just two minutes? Because there was two other things I wanted to hit real quick. Hell yeah. Okay. So the first thing is that one of the last thing Kristoff tells him is you're afraid. That's why you can't leave. And like when he said that, I was like, oh, my God, you fucking idiot. That's exactly what you would say to someone to motivate them to leave. You know, that's like you coward. You're not going to walk out that door. That's (laughs) but but that got me to thinking, I think I think maybe Christoph wanted him to leave. And he gave him that little extra push because he was scared that maybe he wouldn't. And it makes me wonder, like, is is the movie trying to say the same thing about God? That maybe God was also trying to get humans to, like, I'll keep you sheltered in this garden for as long as you need it, but I would like you to leave and become your own people. And that is, that is our one hint that we get that Christoph feels the same way and that maybe god isn't an evil monster he's you know like like a parent watching over kids in their their ridge their their weak times until they can go off on their own he's a mama bird shoving them out of the nest when they're ready to fly yeah
1: um, yeah i mean it, that's certainly more plausible than like god who knows everything and can see the future being surprised and offended that they ate from this tree that he put right next to them full of delicious fruit you know right um yeah, I think that no, that was always there. That was always going to happen because you were always supposed to leave. I think that makes a lot more sense. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's funny. I, I think you're right that Christoph. It's hard to say, right? Because this has been his entire life for mm-hmm. as long as Truman's been alive. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I do wonder how quickly he was ready just to toss it out the window. But like the the game was up as soon as he dug his way out of his out of his basement. Right. right. Like there was he was never yeah. going to go back to work. No. And so. <laughs> Like, maybe that was the, maybe that was why he pushed him out the door, you know, with that, with that motivation, like, oh, aren't you scared? Because uh, he he knows that, like, man, if he turns around, no one's going to watch this because this will be garbage. Yeah. But it just means that he's ready to pull the plug on his baby pretty fast. Um
0: And also, like, would Christoph even want to keep doing this work at that point? Like, Truman would be a broken man. But, like, what would even,
1: like, diegetically, what would the show even be after that? Yeah, Like he knows that the forces of nature have him here. He knows that everyone here is not who they seem to be. And like the whole point of having the Truman show was that he was genuine, that he wasn't acting, right? Yeah. If he went back, he'd be acting for the rest of his life. Yeah. Yeah. There there was no going back.
0: And that's, that's the curse of knowledge, right? Once you have the knowledge of good and evil, then you can't ever unlearn it.
1: Unless an all powerful deity could take it from you, but. Sure. Sure. Right. But you know, Christoph can't, and God didn't, so uh, yeah. yeah, no,
0: I mean I think uh I think you're spot on also, would you, I'm assuming were extremely happy when Truman left at the end, because I was, I think it's a natural human reaction, right? yeah, was anyone like, oh, he should' have turned around, all <laughs> right? but also i noticed everybody in the world they they did a quick sweep of all the people that we'd seen throughout the show watching the show and they were all fucking cheering too they were ecstatic right and this has been a staple for a generation
1: yeah you know it's i mean i think again they i don't know if they articulated it in so many words in their minds that like this show will the show will go to go straight to shit after this (laughs) and I'd i'd rather end on a high note i think it's like they all love truman right yeah they actually love him as as a person not like you know the way we love um uh truman right right we like yeah. the actor right they like the person mm-hmm. um so when it's clear that he's un- becoming unsettled and unhappy where he is they want what's best for him
0: yeah yeah i i think this this movie says is optimistic about humanity that it, it believes people really want the best for other people even strangers well, not not a stranger i guess if you've watched him as your whole life but they 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 want him to be happy and everyone cheers at the end and it's great yeah i think i think you're right and i think that brings me back to like you asked me earlier like why did you want to watch this movie i mean for a lot of reasons i thought it was hilarious i thought it was well acted i really like anything that touches on dissociation but also, because I think this is a fundamentally better myth than the original Garden of Eden myth, and I, I don't think that's necessarily the fault of you know whoever collated the those original stories because they were for people six eight thousand years ago, maybe two four thousand years ago, whatever they were for other people with other needs, and we they 've stuck around, but I like the fact that we reinterpret them and we make them better, and now we make them. A myth that speaks to us, and I would, I like both having the cultural touchstone of the Garden of Eden myth and the fact that we can surpass it and make something better, which fits us as humans in this century. And I just wanted to draw attention to something that I thought did that very well, that showed us us at our best and at our mythological myth making for ourselves. I think that's the
1: sign of like uh a solid atheist is like you can say this part of the bible is actually sick you know <laughs> like th- this part's cool and people should pay attention pay attention to that now if you do that too often i think you're a wolf in sheep's, sheep's clothing but <laughs> if
0: uh because you, know, you know i think well the thing is i think the original one is shit though like i i don't think the the god in the original myth was supposed to be a parent who was shepherding humanity along through their you know early formative years where they need to be protected and then gently pushed them out because he knew that's best for them like he he was just a straight-up dick who was punishing people who didn't fillet him enough and it was, and, it was uh, setting up why we all deserve to be tortured all the time here exactly on Earth. Yeah. yeah yeah so i i do not like the original myth but I like the way we have recast it yeah take it in its best in,
1: to best possible interpretation and tell it in a modern way um, yeah yeah I mean I, I, I'm I'm not very well read in the history of literature but or movies for that matter but i've I've read a handful of old books and seen a handful of old movies and in my humble opinion storytelling has just gotten a lot better in the last thirty years yeah like things if you need something to happen in a book, in you know the Great Gatsby, you just it just happened. Who cares? Mm-hmm. What do you mm-hmm. mean? What do you mean? Why did it happen? Like there's no why. I, this is just a random occurrence of of, of events because I want to I want these things to happen. I'm not telling a story per se, right? Right. Um, it's that that's how like a lot of crap felt, and I don't think that's a you know that's the whole art thing that I don't understand. But in my opinion, that's not good storytelling. Um, mm-hmm. And so you know, like a good story is like this, where you know you get tons of pathos for the character. Uh, or for the characters. Um, they go through some, you know, growth and trials and hopefully at the end come out on top, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, which, which, yeah, none of that happened in, in the original version. Um, it's not clear why we're supposed to care about Adam and Eve other than they're, I guess, literally all of our great grandparents. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to shit on the, the, the possibly OG version of the story too hard, but. Um,
0: this is, also, sign of kind of an interesting um, reflection on my own personal change, if you don't mind me staring at my own belly button just for a minute. <laughs> gazing. When,
1: I never heard that word until Brian used it. Oh, really? I somehow missed it. Now I see it
0: a few times a year, it seems like. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh Which just happens when the first time you run into something like that. Right. right. You, There's a word it for always, it, and I can never remember what it is. Yeah. But if it, it reminds been me, there. I'll hear it all the time. awesome um oh yeah with when i originally uh suggested to you that we watch this as part of our thing um it was going to be at least in part of it i was i wanted to talk about um the reality we are presented and i wanted to ask things like was Christoph doing the right thing would we rather live in a garden of eden that is controlled by ais uh to make you know, be perfectly safe where we can be happy. Um, and those are the kinds of things I thought when I first saw this, you know, 23, 24 years ago, um, things like it, is, is the garden of Eden good actually, uh, because there isn't suffering there. Um, did Trubin make the wrong decision by leaving and just over the a conversation, the last 10, 15 minutes, especially, I guess I've come to the point where that isn't even really a thing i'm thinking about anymore like no obviously you wouldn't want to be in that situation but also you do need it at first and that's weird because i I literally just a couple weeks ago was expecting to come in you know talking about the same stuff i thought about when i first watched it those years ago like should we try to make a garden of eden type place and it's weird that i don't even find that a thing that i need to debate anymore unless you would like to talk about that i feel like we talked about that it might have been during the epilogues of
1: worth the candle mm-hmm. but you know whether or not it'd be desirable to have those kind of safety rails on life mm-hmm. and you were kind of of the firm position that like we should be allowed to nuke ourselves in the face because freedom <laughs> is that important yeah and i don't think you're wrong um no i mean i i I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't 100% wrong. agree with you, but I, I totally see where you're coming from. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, it, in the case of Truman, I don't think we can even ask that question. Should he have turned around? Cause I don't, he actually, yeah, there, there's no, there was no returning. Yeah. Right. Well, well, again, he's going to go back to his desk and like quote unquote pay his bills. Like yeah. there, there's just, it, it would be like Neo, not taking the blue pill but just turning around and going
0: home mm-hmm. right after I mean, seeing be, the
1: matrix i was like, going to say what be it was. even worse
0: than that yeah yeah it'd be like if he took the blue pill or he took the red pill he goes out and then he does pulls a cipher and it's like you know what i'm going back to the matrix except for in in cipher's case at least he was told yeah we'll wipe your memory yeah but it'll be yeah. you but don't worry
1: about why that doesn't make sense um right because he didn't care he was desperate right mm-hmm. uh, truman doesn't even get that he just has to go back and act yeah oh oh, hey twins yep no sure do love me some uh you know rooster chicken rooster chicken This this hot hot chocolate mix that his wife plugs while like he's in the middle of a (laughs) breakdown and he's just like what are you even talking about
0: um i loved his his friend even though he always brought the six pack he always made sure that the label is facing the camera god you're right
1: (laughs) 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 Mm. when his wife came home with like that whatever multi-tool kitchen appliance mm-hmm. thing. The, mm-hmm. When I was first watching that, all I noticed was that this was a very flattering angle for Jim Carrey's butt. Yes. Uh, and then I, when the second time I watched it, I'm like, oh, she's Because I think I was captivated by his butt. But then the second time I was like, <laughs> oh, she's pitching that thing hard, looking right at the camera. I didn't even catch how, like... This was after the chicken thing. You know, like the first time he got pushed in front of that poster and I noticed that product placement. Mm-hmm. But I missed the one with, with that just because the circumstances were different. And it was so much more, like, in our face. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... uh. I don't know. As far as like, I, I do like the idea of like, or I, I like the, the, the question, you know, is this a desirable universe?
0: Yeah. Should we create AI gods that will watch over us the same way Christoph watched over Truman? I mean, how much watching over do we really want? Right. I think that's the key. Cause in Truman's case, there were no real people he could interact with. It wasn't just watching over. It was the entire world is false. The entire world I is false. Want that. And he's still at risk you
1: know, he could still break his leg.
0: Yeah, That's true.
1: You know, he he could still catch a, a serious illness. So like, he might know, drown. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Especially if God tries to kill him. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> like all of that, uh, it it we'd have to turn it up even, right? So maybe we'd have a safer universe where like no one can get hurt or sick, but we're of a real people who hopefully won't hurt our feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. So no, I think the only way to do this would be to you know it it'd be just one step short of wire wireheading because we'd also have to forget that we're in a in a in a simulation like this right right yeah because otherwise we couldn't enjoy being there yeah. I mean frankly if if I was allowed to Truman show myself out of there and figure it out then that sounds a little better than being wireheaded mm-hmm. um, but if 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 I was just gonna be there forever just wirehead me instead <laughs> I think
0: you know I think. I would have much less problems with Kristoff if like he had cameras in orbit that were always watching everything, but didn't actually choreograph events in my life. And as a bonus, like he would bat aside any stray asteroids that would hit the earth.
1: That doesn't and sound like so
0: any super volcanoes, you know?
1: Yeah, that's pretty non-invasive. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's what I, that's the kind of
0: protector uh, superpower I'd be in favor of. Right. If um, if we all do launch the nukes at each other, oh, somehow for some reason they didn't explode uh, when they landed. Yeah, all of them didn't go off. Isn't that something? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd be into that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Um. Do you, so, uh, Rachel watched this with you. Yes. Yeah. What did you guys think of it? Both of you. I think she really liked it too. I mean, we talked about it
1: uh, after we watched it, and um, more about it today or yesterday. I forget. We watched it on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um. So no, I mean I, she enjoyed it. I think we uh, we've taken to talking about like I, I mentioned, like we'll pause stuff and talk about it in the middle of things, which we didn't do that mm-hmm. much in this one, mainly because it wasn't long enough to need bathroom breaks. Um, <laughs> but we did stop at least once to grab some food or something. But uh, no, I mean it was just you know no I, uh, short short answer. She liked it too. Cool. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. I, I don't know. I'd be curious if anyone saw this and was like, oh, that, I wish I hadn't wasted an hour and forty minutes watching that. Yeah. That'd be interesting. If anyone did think that I'd be curious to hear from them.
0: Me Uh, too, but mainly so I could tell them they're wrong. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, so two things before we wrap this up, the first being that uh, while we were on hiatus for the three weeks, I paused all the Patreon billing. So nobody got billed for months where we didn't do anything. But this month, this is definitely going to come out before the end of December, although probably not for a few days still because I'm about to be traveling to San Francisco. Uh, but this month, we got like three three shows that came out. So I, I figure I'm just going to do the unpause and hopefully we can get back into the swing of things. If we don't, then I will pause the billing again. So, you know, people aren't getting charged for no content. But uh but just just letting people know that uh, if they see a bill again this month, it's, it's because I have unpaused the, the billing thing. Thank you, patrons. Yeah, you guys are awesome. We really, really do appreciate it. And the other thing was that uh, what is the next thing we're going to watch since we decided that we both get to have the other person watch one movie they haven't seen before?
1: Man, you know, I know that I've watched in the last couple of years several cerebral thinky movies. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of any of them. And I spent the last couple of weeks in the back burner trying to think of what they might be.
0: Hmm. And do you usually watch movies with your wife?
1: Yeah, but no, I've asked her too. I mean, it's just we we watch a lot of stuff. You know, so okay. for every for every good thing we watch, we probably watch three bad things. Um, okay. You know, so I do you do you need more time? No, no. I guess I was dancing around the fact that I'm not quite reluctant, but it because it fits in so well. You know, because that's you wanted you wanted me to think. Uh, fall from grace. And I kept saying that Truin could never go back. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that actually is the theme. I want you to, to bear in mind watching Thor love and thunder.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, and we can, we can find time to do that whenever you'd like. Uh, yeah. I, I do think a 30 second crash course on Thor might be necessary. So I'll just run into that before you stop me. So I guess the important thing to keep in mind is Right, he you can skip the second movie, he self actualizes in the first one, right? He he learns so in the, the
0: first one he gets uh kicked out of Valhalla because he's being a total turd and his dad is like, You're being a turd teenager, you gotta go down to earth, be stripped of your powers, learn some lessons. He is stripped of his powers, he learns some lessons, and he gets his powers back. Yes?
1: Yeah. Except for his Asgard, not Valhalla. Um, oh, right, sorry. No, no, it's not a big deal, except for uh he wasn't dead. Um yeah. the uh Why did I bring? Oh yeah. I mean, you're getting more into it than I was. I was, I was going to say, I was going to remind everybody that Ragnarok, right? He watches his, uh, his dad die. He, um, loses his hammer. He has to play an instrumental role in blowing up his entire planet after watching most of his population get massacred. Uh, that all happens. What Doesn't he lose his eye too? He loses his eye fighting his sister. Yep. Right. and uh he has to blow up his whole planet or realm depending on how mythological he is um mm-hmm. and then on the way leaving the debris of his homeworld, he's picked up by thanos and they kill his brother they kill a lot of people on the ship and then he uh goes off gets he he tries to kill himself making a new weapon survives and gets the weapon instead and fails to stop thanos from uh annihilating half the population and that all happens like within a week if you're indoors okay. point of view right okay. i mean yeah so, i forget because the movies came out years apart but yeah you're right exactly that, that's why i wanted to emphasize it was just because he had a really really rough week yeah. f- like five years before endgame started and that's where like you know he's he's given up he they don't they don't use the thanos word uh you know he, he got comically overweight um mm. but like, I I wanted to just remind kind of to bring back to mind like, you know, this is why he's broken, right? He failed to stop all the bad things from happening. Mm-hmm. And in a in a heroic responsibility way, it was actually his fault. Yeah. And so he blames himself for all those fuck-ups. Um anyway, that's what you need to keep in mind going into Thor Love and Thunder. So he leaves Endgame uh with uh he puts Valkyrie in charge of little Asgard mm-hmm. and he leaves with uh the guardians of the galaxy picked him up from space all right yeah all, all right. right so cool we'll we'll watch that it'll be it'll be interesting like i said i didn't quite know how i felt about this movie i still don't but we'll we'll see if we figure it out by the end of the next episode all right sounds good awesome thanks man and thanks again for the movie recommendation i will remember it forever this was awesome oh
0: sweet i'm glad to hear that
1: i don't know if we'll if you'll come away from love and thunder as enthusiastically but if you do hate it try to find parts that you like and we'll talk about all the parts that you hate too okay but, sounds good Well, i don't want to tell you how to watch it just have fun <laughs> all right i'll do that and i'll take some notes sounds good if i don't see you you're leaving for a solstice party tomorrow right yes well then i probably won't see you before you go so if i don't then i gotta say good afternoon good evening and good night